Welcome to the Student of the Game Fire Podcast with your host, Danny B. Today's guest comes with 28 years of volunteer and career experience. He first started at Stanton Fire Rescue in Virginia, but is now currently a captain on Engine 5 in Charlottesville. I met him last year at Carolina Fire Days, where his passion is teaching can work. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Mr. Jess Rodzinga. How are you today? Hope everybody's doing well. My name is Jess Rodzinka. I'm with the uh, Charlottesville Fire Department, and then we're going to talk a little bit about the senior man today and some of the things that gets us going. So um, I guess the first thing I got in the fire service uh, 28 years ago, I'm a generational fireman. So uh, my father uh, was a firefighter in one of the local departments um, and has since retired. So I've kind of grown up with it since I was the young age and kept moving forward. And now I'm, I have the great privilege and honor to get to teach and cooperate with several other instructors across the East Coast and up and down, uh, across the country and up and down the East Coast. So that's where we're at. Thanks for having me. Yes, you know, you're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, I met Jess last year at Carolina Fire Days down in Charlotte. He taught an awesome class, very well spoken. And uh, after listening to his class, I knew if I started a podcast myself, I'd have to get him on here. So He's here. Uh, he's definitely helping a brother out. Um, so, Jess, for my second question is, what is the culture like within your department regarding pride, training, calls, and camaraderie, and how do you guys maintain that? So, we're not unlike other departments throughout the country. We've, we've gone through a change where when I got hired in uh, Charlottesville um, 14 years ago, the pride and, and Pride and everything was already there. There's a long-standing tradition of just because everybody was senior there. But I mean, senior, they were not not just that they're old, but they had a lot of tenure on the time as far as the job goes and as far as both volunteer and career, but as far as like traditions that they had. Um, in the last 10 years or so, I'd say between five and 10 years, we've lost um, a lot of guys and just by retirement, you know, aging out, things like that. So our department has gone, has shifted culturally from a very old department to a very young department. So we've had to kind of build that tradition and camaraderie and everything back up from almost zero to what we have now, which was where we've established um, some culture in some fire departments that were getting better. And again, it's like, a, it's a slow process that, we, that we're going through, but it can still be maintained and done. And it just takes a long time to get that, that tradition back because being a young department, everybody's coming in with their own identity and they don't know exactly what it was. It wasn't really established well. Um, when we got there, it was there was some establishment of, of camaraderie and traditions and stuff, but nothing was really done um, for a permanent basis. So we've kind of had to build our own culture, build our own camaraderie, build all that stuff back up from almost zero to where we're at today. And we're still building. It's still a growing process for us. We're, we're like I said, a young department that's trying to find their own identity again. Right. Okay. So what we're doing, what we're doing, we've got like the firehouse I'm assigned to. We have um, our station logo and patch um, that, that was voted on by the group that was there at the time. And everybody's kind of inherited it. You get, you get, you earn your spot by getting there. You're in your coin, your patch, all that other stuff. 
um, when he come off probation. And that's how we keep that, that culture going. Um, and then the house chores that we have around the house, we're starting to build up with camaraderie and stuff like that to, to kind of learn, teach people how to do certain things across the way, uh, as far as anywhere from cleaning to cooking. So mm-hmm. teaching those, culture, those small things with the culture that we have to go back to. So that's what we're doing, but it's, but we're finding that and everybody's probably going to feel this as well. We're finding the fire service now that people just don't understand how to do simple tasks anymore. And that's, then that's those people showing the older people showing the younger generation how to do this simple task or building our, our culture up or building the camaraderie up or building the level of, of um, trust back up that we, that we've lost with all the senior guys leaving. Okay. Okay. So. Uh, definitely an issue uh, throughout the entire fire service for sure. The young generation coming in, but all we can do instead of just putting the blame on them as senior guys probably need to step up and show them the way. A hundred percent. You've got it. And that's, that's one of the things we talked about. And you, you find this as we're going through showing the way or showing the proper way of doing things, but not, but, but learning how to talk to them, how to communicate with those people, the younger generation um, is, is a, is a, um, is a, uh, left in all itself, how to communicate with these people, with the younger generation, because they talk differently. They understand differently. They, they, they pick up information differently. Um, they may not, they may be only be here for the paycheck or some were, when we were joined, when we were coming to the fire service, you know, it was kind of like, this is what we always wanted to do type of thing. These guys may be just here because they want to be paramedics. So that's all they're really into. They're with the fire service because of the benefits and things like that, but um, not really understanding that. And then just talking to people, you're going to kind of get lost. What you really need to do is, is, um, you know, learn to communicate, learn where these people are coming from and, and talking to them just in general conversation. And like going back to these basic tasks, you know, teach them how to mop a floor, how to clean dishes, how to boil water, how to wash the fire truck, how to do laundry. Those simple tasks on, that you figure out where they've come from, how they, what their background is, what makes them tick, things like that. The communications are the key and all that. So, okay, that's where we're at. Right. All right. Um, my next question for you is what keeps you personally motivated to stay positive and continue loving the job that you're doing? Um, that's a tough one. Uh, the, what keeps me motivated is just, you know, obviously everyone's going to say, you know, the day-to-day variety that we get in the fire service. That's, that's always the, the foundation of what keeps me motivated to keep doing the job. But, you know, making the fire service better um, for the next generation um, like I said, we're here at Andy Fredrickson in Kentucky this week, and we're in a room full of 300 plus people. And when they ask every 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 Andy Fredrickson training days, they ask the question, uh, "Who's whose first time is this?" And I'm going to say 75 percent or greater. It was their first time even coming to an Andy Fredrickson training days event. So seeing that and understanding that that we're like our fire, like our job is becoming younger. I want everybody to be better at the job that, that I've loved for so long, that my family's loved for so long. And that's my motivation to keep teaching, to keep pushing the good word on and to keep, keep passing on the knowledge that, that we need to do in, uh, in the fire service to make things better. That's what keeps me motivated. That's my why every day to make the fire service better than the way I found it. And for the next, for not only me, but also the next generation to come in so they can pick it up where I'm going to leave it off and they can keep carrying it forward. Okay. So that, that's a big motivator. Okay. All right. 
Uh, what are your ultimate goals? I, you know, I saw that question when you sent it to me, and I, I really <laughs> don't. I really don't know. I think I've done. I mean, there's there's some personal goals I want to check, but okay. you know, this like like I'm pretty fortunate and pretty lucky in what I've done. I, I feel very lucky that I've been that I've kind of found the path that I've found and been accepted into groups that I'm accepted in. You kind of look around and some days we kind of want to pinch yourself. You're like, is this real life that you see is because you, you grew up with some of these legends of the fire turf and I can call them friends um, that, that are around. So, I mean, I don't know. I kind of, I would like to retire that if you want to pick a goal, do that. Oh yeah, I absolutely. Want, I want to retire healthy and happy. And, uh, and like I said, and be able to come back to the firehouse when I want to have a cup of coffee or, or whatever and hang out and be able to be able to talk to the guys. But um, that'd be my goal. My, my primary goal, my ultimate goal is to stay relevant. If I continue to teach after I retire, right. you know, that's, that's a big thing. That's a fear of mine. It's not staying relevant. Like the fire service is ever changing. My dad and I talk all the time. He's been retired for 20 ish years now, I think. Um, yeah. Right around 20 years. And he just, he didn't want to do it anymore. He's doing his own thing. He likes hanging out at the firehouse and coming by and seeing the guys and stuff like that which is great, but, but, but you could see where he hasn't stayed relevant and, and the conversation we have, he didn't understand, doesn't understand a lot of things. And that's, that's a big fear of mine. I look at that and you see all these older instructors out there, they're still staying relevant. And that's what, that's what, that's what provides the longevity in the fire service to keep them around so they can pass that knowledge on even further um, than what they've done. But yeah, those are the two things. I mean, man, I, I'm pretty lucky where I'm at. So I, as far as like what my ultimate goal is, I retirement right now, honestly, but I've, checked a lot of boxes that I didn't think I would ever check um, in my fire service career. So, okay. I mean, so I mean, right now you're currently, you're still on a truck. So could you ever see yourself switching over at some point to either battalion chief or, or training chief, something of that nature? <laughs> so I was, when I was initially promoted, they put me in the training division um, there and it just, the daylight, the daylight schedule was rough. Um, my family liked because I was always home on the weekends and stuff, but I still missed running the calls. I don't know, you know, maybe down the road in, in four or five years, you know, age age a little bit, I'll be like, yeah, I think it's time to go back in the office right now. But 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 at this point, I've got an excellent company um, that was given to me when I came back out of the office. I have an, an amazing company that was given to me at the first of the year. I can't ask for a better company that that was that was blessed on me. Um, so I enjoy going to work and running calls with the guys. I mean, we stay pretty consistent. We stay pretty busy. Um, they keep me entertained and keep me moving and motivated. Um, but yeah, like right now, I'm, I'm pretty happy running calls. It, yeah, absolutely sucks getting beat down all day and all night. But <laughs> but you know, everybody everybody on that engine with me, the the two or three other guys on that engine all the time, we embrace the suck and keep rolling pretty well. So that's what we enjoy doing. Okay. Yeah, it's horrible. We embrace the suck and roll on, but uh, battalion chief, maybe I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's always a possibility. I mean, I'll test for it, but right. I don't know. It'll be an interesting conversation to have when it comes around. Okay, all right, fair enough. So, fair enough. Uh, what key elements or factors do you think are needed to make a good firefighter, regardless of rank? Yeah, that's a good, that's a, that's an excellent question. And you, you kind of, you can listen to podcasts all over the country mm -hmm. and they all say something different and it's all going to be based on, on, on personal opinion. But, you know, one key thing is passion. 
You need to have passion for helping people and being part of the community and being passionate about your community that you're serving. Um, I don't live in the community that I serve um, because of just, it's just impossible for me to do that and maintain the lifestyle that I have. However, um, you know, it's still the people I serve and, and I'm passionate about that, the, the intricate group of people um, that I get to see every day from the bottom to the top and all everything in between. Um, so passion help, and helping people because everybody has, like I like we've talked before, everybody has a story. So you want to find out about people and be a, a good, a good provider of that passion to find out and learn about people. Okay. There's a big foundation. Um, I don't know. There's integrity is a good one. Um, you know, being integrity, having integrity on the job. Um, you know, you hear about, you hear stories, um, about, Firefighters just coming into small communities. Fire chiefs there. Oh, you're the fire chief of the local fire department now in a small community, and people have come over and give them house keys and stuff like that. It's like, well, if I'm gone, do you mind watering my? And this guy's brand new to the neighborhood, but because he's entrusted with the fire chief's job, um, they people trust him automatically. You know, mm -hmm. um, in society nowadays, that integrity holds well. There's there's a lot of people that that don't. Really, the fire department shows up. It's we're the answer to everybody's problems, right? Majority of times, so having that integrity, to be like, well, I don't know exactly what I'm doing, but I can give you the best help that I can give you at that time, and then we'll figure out something together. Um, so I would say passion and integrity, um, I'll, and and being knowledgeable, being knowledgeable, knowing when to um, when enough's enough, or understanding that you don't, you or the knowledge to be like, hey, I really don't know what's going on. Back to the integrity thing, I need to look, do more research and be and find out more information and in, increase your knowledge um, of the job and increase your knowledge of the craft that we do every day, which is awesome. And then that's that's you know going outside training like we met in, in uh, Carolina Fire Days. That was an excellent excellent not only lecture based series but also a hands on series that they did throughout the whole Charlotte area. Right. And everybody there was after the main goal and, and bettering their craft. And all the instructors were there to help people better their craft on um, for the job from for their own department. So I would say those are the three things, you know. So yeah, integrity, um, passion, and knowledge would be the good rounded thing. There's several others, and it all depends on the person what they're looking for. But those are those are my those are my things on my engine with my guys. Those are some of the things. Uh, we talk about be honest, have, which is our integrity. Mm -hmm. If you don't know, ask, mm -hmm. and have the passion for a job. Come to work ready to come to work and be ready to work for twenty four hours. Yeah. So and that's what we like doing. So yeah, that's what that's what I that's what I would say. Okay, I'm one person. So. No, no, you're fine. What are, what are some of what are some of your what are some of your thoughts on on a well rounded firefighter? Uh, definitely what you mentioned, uh, passion, you got to have integrity because people are trusting you. I mean, people are inviting you into their homes and to their lives on the worst day that they're ever having. Yep. And they're entrusting you to handle the situation. So, exactly right. Yeah. I, I, I firmly agree. Yes. So it's, and it's, it'll be, it'll be interesting. That'll be interesting to see where you, if these questions go on, where, where your next guest will say as well. Okay. Right. Right. It'll be a, it's, it's pretty interesting when you hear it across the country, what people say. Right. Right. And, and like you said, it's all, it all comes back full circle to the, the same principles that fire departments are accustomed yep. to and they stand on. So. Right. And, and everywhere, everywhere, you're going to have the good apples and the bad apples. Anywhere Absolutely. You go. Right. And 
and that's everybody's back. Well, this guy's a you know an asshole or whatever like that. Yeah, I, well, no kidding, man. Everybody, every, there's always one bad apple in the whole bunch. There's always right. one, at least one. Right. And we we have them too, but but they're pretty they're pretty pretty easily weeded out in the firehouse when it's when it's talked about. People know who the who the douchebags are. Yes. Tape. So yeah, they don't want to be with that guy. No, no, definitely don't, don't want to be that. with that guy. Yeah. No. Don't be that guy. <laughs> All right. Um, and in your opinion, what can the American Fire Service improve on? Yeah, well, we have so many improvements. Like our, our job is growing so fast and everybody's, you know, with technology nowadays, people are coming up with so many different new ideas and stuff like that. So I don't know um, if if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, it can't hurt, right? But mm -hmm. I'm, what I'm afraid of is that our technology is getting so advanced that we're going to forget the basics. And, and and you see a big push around the country and you know, conferences and training academies and things like that, that they're going back to the basics and being more basic for uh, focus oriented, which is good. And I feel that the fire service kind of saw that as a whole and it's picked up on it and started moving forward with it. Just kind of maintain those basics, like all the stuff we see on YouTube and all the stuff we see at these conferences and all the stuff you see at the hands-on conferences and, and on Twitter and, and stuff like that, that people are forgetting the basics, like right. the basics of the five basic things that we look at, you know, the core competencies, your SCBA, search skills, ladders, portable entry, and hose lines. Mm -hmm. You know, understanding those five basic foundational skills for some, and they may be different for other people, but those are the ones that we focus on, not only at work, but when we teach as well, to make sure those five things are done properly do it till you can't mess it up um then the advanced skills to come in all the stuff that you see um online and, and at different conferences stuff they kind of build on those basic foundations those basic foundations aren't mastered but I, I think the fire service has seen that and kind of went back and kind of readjusted i think that's where we're at now um you know we've got you've got a lot of stuff coming out with the chemicals that are putting in our turnout gear yeah that's a big one yeah, yeah, the fire service has got their thumb on their thumb on the heartbeat of the fire service in general. Overall, has the thumb on itself for the heartbeat to see what's going on, and and you see now it's like these uh, those chemicals that put in our turnout gear. They're, they're starting to fight those back a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, right, wrong, or different, they they protect us, but they also hurt hurt right. hurt us in the long run. So they're starting to find things out. So it's hard to see what we can improve on as a whole uh, because we're already in, like we're always looking out for each other all the time. So. There's a group looking at the cancer coughing stuff. There's a group looking at vehicle safety. There's a group looking at firefighter safety. There's a group looking at training and things like that. They're all over the place. And and like I said, we, we do pretty well, but but I would say to come back, like the basics, those five basic things that everybody's going back to make sure that the basics are maintained and a good foundation is built. Because you can't build a house without a good foundation. And that's where everybody's focusing at now. Right. So that crawl, walk, run philosophy of teaching. You want to you need to crawl before you can walk and walk before you can run. And um, we, when you took our class in uh, Carolina, that's how we taught. We, we went in with a water can. We kind of showed you what a water can would do mm -hmm. um, under fire conditions. Then we started building out. And then we're going we're gonna to do a two-person group. One person going to hold the fire in check. The other person is going to search. Granted, and then we're going to do a full scenario where the, the running part is we're going to go in. We, there's a fire somewhere in here. You have to look for the fire, hold it in check, and search all at the same time. And then you just keep building on that. And then, you know, if we kept going, maybe it would be fourth entry included, or maybe it would be a VES type scenario or whatever. So, but, but understanding the basics is where the foundation needs to start.
Okay. So I'm like, I think that's what we've, the fire service has done. They've noticed it and started picking up from it. Everybody kind of slowed down a little bit and made sure that everybody's built at the same speed. Okay. So. All right. And uh, is there anything else you'd like to say before I let you go? I know you're busy with the Andy Fredericks training days. Oh, you're good, man. You've got you've got the whole hour, dude. You don't have to you don't have to push me out of the way. Oh no, I'm, no, I'm you're, you're good. I'm, I'm here for you, buddy. I don't know what do you, what do you want to tell me? I mean, we, we had a good time. It was a pleasure meeting. It was an awesome that you reached out. I'm looking forward to see where your uh, this podcast goes because it's got a neat title, pretty thoughtful title. It's because. Like you said, it's a student of the craft, and we're all. If you if you don't consider yourself a student all the time, first and foremost, then you're doing something wrong. Well, absolutely. Um, like I don't know how many times I've heard heard certain lectures that you know, very like I said, very fortunate to travel, but I don't know how many times I've heard the same. How many times I've heard the same lecture? Um, you still pick something up every single time you hear the same lecture. You say, oh, I missed that, or I don't remember that, or or he's added this, or whatever. But but yeah, that's been. That's pretty good. So if you're not a student first, that's a that's a big thing. So I'm I'm really excited to see where your, this podcast goes because you've got a lot of uh, there's a lot of potential here for that, Thank you. especially with the reach that you have. So I look forward to that and seeing seeing what else and cooperating more, maybe flexibly coming together, maybe doing something together and figuring something out. Oh, absolutely. Um, no. So I mean, the the whole reason behind this was. And I listened to the Corley Moore's, you know, the weekly scrap, uh, fit the fight, John Sparrow, all the good ones out there. But it's like if I could, if if little old me can find other like-minded people who you don't hear about, if I can give them that outlet yep. to contact them and go, hey, like, what are you passionate about? So other firefighters out there who might be struggling with motivation or trying to find the right department, like give them an outlet to speak and maybe that it would affect them in a different way or in a positive way. Like going to my first training days last year, it opened up the whole new world of there are other people out here who are going through the same stuff as me, but they're here to learn to get better at the job. Yep. Yep. That's pretty amazing. We, we talk about, I talk about it at work all the time. I'm like you guys need, like you need to come travel with me because they're, because they're all bitching about the same thing. They're all right. complaining about the same thing at the firehouse. I'm like, Dude, literally four hours away in two states over, whatever, they're saying the same thing that you're saying. Like, that's impossible. Like, no, really. We are literally under the same circus, and we just have the different clowns running the circus. Exactly. And you don't realize that until you sit there and like, holy shit, this guy from, we'll just say Lexington, where I'm at right now, this guy from Lexington, there's 600 people strong. They have the same complaints I do, and I'm only 115 people strong. Right. They're complaining about the same thing. There's six times the people to complain about it. Mm -hmm. However, you know, it's the same problem. They're complaining about overtime. They're complaining about sick time. They're complaining about the the bumps on the log. They're complaining about their equipment. They're complaining about taking runs in. Take it back to Charles where I'm at. We're doing the same thing. Not that we're complaining, but it's like we're complaining about overtime. We're complaining about, you know, taking runs in all the time. You know, there's a lot that's on our plate. Mm-hmm. That, that they're giving and they don't people don't still seem to stop so but it's nice to be like holy cow it's, it's nice to share that same to feel like oh i'm not alone right i really do care about it and it's and and you said it it's it's refreshing coming I mean, there's actually like holy shit there's people that still care about this job you're like yeah, yeah. there's yeah. a lot of them yeah there's 300 people in here that care about the job and and like i said there's 75 percent ish are brand new to this okay and, 
for um, for like myself that's been coming to Andy Fredericks since the uh, start of it. It it's kind of wow. You don't you kind of you kind of forget that and kind of um, take that for granted how fortunate we are mm-hmm. when we do things when we do these these training events to to be a part of this group. So, but that's where this is where all the camaraderie and, and the and the people meet and talk and networking happens. Right. Um, you know that's how we met in, mm-hmm. uh, in November. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Which which kind of, I tell I talk about you all the time. Like I want to. Yeah, you're like I want a fanboy for a little bit. I'm like for what? It's just like <laughs> I, don't, I don't see myself. I was like, so I was like, wow. So that that means that I've it, it kind of hit me home a little bit. Like I, not only am I representing me in the fire service, but I'm representing a voice in the fire service that somebody else has entrusted me to say to help carry on. And now I'm on your podcast. Um, you, you welcome me into your house. It looks like I'm in your I'm in your home in an office or something. But you welcome me into your home and and. You know, we're we're growing a relationship here that I think that, that that's going to be great. So, you know, but with it all starts with holy shit, we we have the same issues in two different apartments in part of the country, which is crazy, right? And it's and if people don't realize that, that's that's they need to get outside their bubble. Exactly, exactly. You so, don't know what you don't know, and you need to get yeah, out of your own wheelhouse. Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. And um. You met him. Uh, you met him down there in North Carolina. One of the guys with me, Jay Dorsey. Yeah, he's the one. That, Jay, uh, he's uh, he's got an awesome background, an awesome dude. Um, he's the one that told me that he walked in first day of his academy, and I was teaching it. He goes, "I don't know what I don't know," and that hit me big. Mm-hmm. Like, holy shit, I've got to teach this guy. F- like, I had to teach him everything mm-hmm. about the fire service. He didn't. He he. There's nobody in the family in the fire department. He would see fire trucks on the road. That's all he would tell you. Right. And, uh, and he is, he's become one of the best firemen around because he's, he's realized that he was a student. He needed to be a student of the craft to get good at what he does. And he's becoming an excellent leader, an excellent fireman, an excellent operator. He's uh, testing out for the acting, acting uh, officer seat now. So you can okay. see him grow. Okay. Uh, but what he brings is that, that I don't know what I don't know. And you can sit there and like, you just look at it and you're like, I didn't know that. And you're like, oh shit, you've only been doing this six years now i think he is mm-hmm. and if he, he if he doesn't know he does like he reminds you all the time i don't know what i don't know so yeah. you gotta teach me what i don't know right so so that's one of the things that we're learning going back to the communication thing is well what do you do you know what we're talking then you, you can't be like well, i'm gonna make you sound dumb but you understand what we're doing and, and a lot of people don't mm-hmm. it's like i don't know what we're doing right and understand getting out of that comfort zone of like, hey, I, I may not know what I'm doing. I I don't know what I'm doing all the time. I may look like it, but I'm like, I don't. That's the best <laughs> thing. Another another quality, humility. Right, right. Be humble. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't know everything. Um, and I ask questions. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. You, don't, you don't you don't know what you don't know until you start asking or talking and like, not like listening to conversations, but like you know being around people that want want to have conversations like that. And you're like, holy cow! It, we are the same. Like, right. Names are different on the back of the jacket and on the left chest, but man, we have the same problems and same issues. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's pretty amazing. Because I, I remember in your class, one thing that stuck to me is when you were like telling the firemen that are listening to you that your driver, I think you said your driver was like 21, 22, yeah, 22, and uh, 
the your driver and your firefighter, which I believe was a female that you said, yeah. like they have their own lingo, and you're like, you gotta be able to understand what they're saying. You got because yep. you, you can't relate. It's it's not gonna mesh well. Yeah, we which is funny. We actually I saw him the other day um, when I was at work. Um, but yeah, I can't I can't relate to what what they do what what their generation does. They're literally twenty years younger than I am. Right. I can't relate to that. However, our common ground right now is we're on the engine together. I know that that the backup firefighter she's a, she's an, she's becoming a good firefighter. She still has a lot to learn, but she's an excellent paramedic. Okay. And she has the will to continue and not give up. So with that, and as long as she does, as long as she opens, is open and honest about, I don't know what we're doing, and asks questions, which she's very vocal about at that time, and she still is. Um, we we make it through. We do a lot of we did we've done a lot of crazy things. And and same thing with the driver. He's he's the young driver. He could he came from a volunteer department and they they do things differently up there, just being in the volunteer and where they're located in the country. Um, but he can he's an excellent driver. He's young, but he's an excellent driver. He's he understands how things work. Then the three of us were pretty good, and then they then I got moved shift and I got stuck and I got given I was given um uh, four more dudes that are excellent from a variety of backgrounds and stuff. So okay. again, I was getting two more paramedics uh, and two engine drivers. Um, one of those, one of the paramedics being an engine driver and one guy that, that literally he moved from Hawaii to Charlottesville um, with his girlfriend and wanted, and was like, well, I think I'll be a fireman. So he's, he's an awesome dude and he, and he, he he's getting into it. Okay. So he doesn't like the cold weather. He hates the cold weather. <laughs> He'll he'll tell you that all the time, right? But but he's he's learning a lot as well, and and everybody understands. Ask questions if you don't know, mm-hmm. and we're going to do this together. We're in, we're in this we're in this together. We're here for twenty four hours together. So that's um, that's what gets us through it. And that's and understanding and communicating. Now they're, they're the group that I have now um, that I was blessed with. Um, they're a little bit older than the first group, um, so we have a little more in common, but not much. Okay. Um, so there's, you know, there's a, there's a couple guys that have kids. There's a couple guys that don't have kids. And there's, there's one guy that's just starting to get, you know, starting his life with his fiance. So we're at all different aspects of it, but we understand we have, we have the age, that age, we're a little closer in age than we are. than it was the last one. Not that it's a good thing or a bad thing. It's just, that's where I'm at and mm-hmm. understanding. And again, communicating, understanding where people, where their backgrounds from and stuff like that is helps us get okay. through the day but right. we have a good time it's fun it keeps us entertained okay so. all right uh and for those that don't know can you tell us a little bit about charlottesville the the size how many stations what yep. you guys got going on so we're uh just at 10 square miles um in charlottesville we're a college town we're located in uh virginia just on the east side of the Ridge parkway and skyline drive um in between richmond and the valley, or like they call it, uh, the Blue Ridge Mountains. Um, we're a college town where we have the University of Virginia there, which is UVA, home of the Cavaliers. Um, we have three firehouses that we currently have right now. One of the firehouses is being replaced. Um, we run four engines, two trucks, two chiefs, and two ambulances. Sometimes we staff the third ambulance if it's staffing allows for the day. Okay. Um, so we're a ALS transport agency. 
Um, we run paramedics on all the engines. We try to at least have paramedics on all the engines as well as the ambulances. So um, if we have an, an EMS call, it's a cardiac arrest or something like that. It's, it's assholes with elbows with every trying to do something. So with, as a boss, it's kind of nice. I learned how to hold a flashlight in different angles and to kind of stay out of their way. Okay. And we have a good group of, a good group of EMS providers that do an excellent job for our citizens. So um yeah, that's that's Charlottesville in a nutshell. You could you could Google some stuff. We had some we had some pretty pretty wicked stuff happen a few years back. Right. If you want to Google that, yeah. um, you can. And um, uh, a few years back with a larger event, and then within the last six or eight months, we've had a couple tragedies hit um, uh, the college campus. So don't want to bring that up any more than I have to. But that's what, right. Fortunately, that's where Charlottesville's that's the limelight popping out of. So. Right. Right. So yeah, but it's a good town. Keep us entertained. Small, small town that uh, small town, big town problems. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Uh, and so, for my last thing, just so it's 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 out there, so people know. Um, tell us a little about Andy Frederick's training days, because I'm sure there's some people who are like, "What is that?" Yeah, excellent. Andy Frederick's training days uh, was started in 2009. Um, the group that um, were friends with with Andy Frederick, who passed, who was uh, passed away. On 9-11, on squad 18, um, kind of came together to create a foundation for his kids, his two children, uh, to help them succeed in school. Now that they've they've grown and they're they're finishing up college or out of college, I think think Andrew's on the job now, Um, but now their foundation looks at, at providing quality training for places that cannot afford training, and they so they have a fund, a fund, and a foundation and a scholarship for those. Um, we used to, we just were strictly in Alexandria until last year. Then um, this is our second year in Lexington, Kentucky, where we took Andy on the road. Uh, Andy Frederick's on the road, so we're in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, happens in we're in March for this one, and the next one happens in September. Um, look that up. Uh, the, the, I don't know specifically when um, the tickets for Andy Frederick's in Alexandria will go on sale, but it's three days of lecture-based training that's excellent. Um, you hear from all different legends of the fire service um, and people throughout the country um, for three days of lecture um, that, that brings everybody together. And, and again, the networking is what really brings brings the people together after the, after the excellent classes and stuff. Right. So you meet a lot of cool people. You meet a lot of a lot of great people. Again, where you learn that you're not the only one struggling in the fire service. Absolutely. Everybody else too. So um, again, we're September. We're in Lexington, um, March, and then September we're in Alexandria, back in Virginia, Northern Virginia. So we look forward to that. And that's what that's what we're about. I'm very fortunate to be a part of that. The cadre that gets to help um, put that on. I guess the workforce that helps put that on with the with the masters behind that are the that are running it. Okay. So, All right. Absolutely. All right. Um, I got a question for you. Uh, will you sure. be in Charlotte in, uh, coming up in November? Because they got a badass lineup. Yeah, they them. have an excellent lineup. It looks like for uh, Charlotte, we will not be in Charlotte. Uh, okay. This year. Um, I wish we were going back, but we're not uh, going back. They have. It's hard to just you know. I they they're doing the right thing by keeping it keeping it fresh and live. Okay. And having more people come in and keeping um that positive message going out. So it's not the same, the same group of people coming in. So, so they've done a good job with the new lineup. It looks like an excellent lineup. I hope I'll hopefully get down there to, uh, 
to just kind of attend. It's nice to be able to attend a class true, every true. now and then and kind of kind right. of be in the seat and take notes where you don't have to be responsible for anything. Yeah. Um, so that's that's fun. I'm hopefully gonna get down there for a couple of days of lecture. Um that's my plan, but we'll see. Okay. All right. Well Absolutely, like, I said, like I said, Cap, I appreciate you coming on. Um you did me a solid man. It's 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 great seeing you. Hey man, it's good to see you. Let me know what else you need. I'm always here for you. Um, this is a good time. Looks like you have a lot of good, uh, a lot of good things going for you. If you need help in the future, you let me know. Don't hesitate to reach out. I will. I will. I'll. Uh, I also need to contact Jay. I texted him a couple days after the last, uh, the last Carolina Fire days, but I need to text him back. He's bad at texting though, because he like takes forever <laughs> to respond back. <laughs> so yeah, he'll tell you that if you if you need to get a hold of Jay, you need to you need to call him on his phone. He, okay. He doesn't. Okay. He doesn't. He 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 admits he's bad at texting. Unless he starts the conversation, but yeah, call him on his phone. He's he's easy to get all of. Okay, all absolutely. Right. We'll do. That'd well, be another. That'd be another good one for your podcast. He likes to talk. Okay, good. Now that I know, especially, I will... <laughs> especially being a newer guy uh -huh. versus an older guy. Okay, uh, we, we could come on and we could. I could come back if you want me to. We could go back and forth with old and new. Okay, so we have a good time with that. All right, I'll have to get in contact with him. Absolutely, absolutely. Please. All do. right, Jess, I appreciate it, pal, very much, sir. Hey, anytime. I'm glad, glad this is working out for you. I look forward to see how this comes out. Yes, sir. Thank you. I'll let you know. All right, brother. I appreciate All right. it. All right, pal. Have a good one, bro. You too. Bye. Bye. If any of the listeners out there are or know of a great firefighter who embodies the principles of being a great communicator, goal-oriented, hardworking, humble, passionate, and professional, regardless of rank, career, or volunteer, contact me at studentofthegamefirepodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, stay focused, stay committed, and stay safe.